Hello and welcome to episode number 48 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. It's also the start of season two. I'm Mike. I'm Al. And I'm Anton. Yes, we are back for for a brand new season, a brand new year. We're all very excited about it. Before we get started, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got the competition to get a winner for. We've got the games we've been playing. Uh, We've got some some news about what we've been doing in between uh, the last episode of season one and now. And before we do all that, Alistair, we've got a slightly different uh, way of recording tonight. It's been one of (laughs) those days. It has very much been one of those days. Uh, We've had technical difficulties, shall we say both in terms of well technology being difficult and schedules being difficult and just life getting in the way so i am currently not sitting beside you for the first time ever when we've been recording this i am I in my dining room you are and you're going to be using um you're going to be using your phone to record so we're hoping I'm using so- an iphone so i'm hoping that this sounds okay yeah so in other words what we're saying is forgive us if there's some slight issues with the audio we will do our best to keep it i'll try and do my best to put it all together as well as i can it's it's a, a one-off we'll find another solution should this happen and again. But Anton, first of all, before we get started, and we're going to do the competition in just a moment, um, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Season two, uh, we've had a really, really nice start for our Patreons. Yeah, we've. Um, if you're not aware, we've started a brand new Patreon. We've got a dedicated special that we've just done uh, last week going over all the nitty gritty. Uh, and you can get a bunch of whole new information uh, on our website at nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us uh, and Kev goes all down there and yeah people have been jumping on there which which has been so humbling it's awesome it's been amazing and what we will be doing is be we'll be running through our uh, our patrons and just giving them a name check at the start of the episodes just to keep it nice and quick so that we're not um, losing valuable time but this week obviously just an extra big big thanks to those that have already signed up uh, to support us because it is such uh, an amazing thing to do it really is I mean it might only be one dollar or three dollars or the equivalent of that in pounds for, for you guys per, per episode but for us that makes such a difference um, and you know we'll really try and um, fulfill all our promises Alistair as well going forward we will it means we will be recording a a fair bit of extra content that we'll be sending out and um, we will be doing that on a fairly well very regular basis weekly I don't quite know how we're going to manage it we might have to put a few in the can chaps yeah no we'll be fine we'll figure it out a way I think what I'll do now just very briefly and you can correct me if I've missed anyone else because obviously it's week one and normally you'd be sitting beside me to keep me right but as you're not I just want to say a big thanks to our patrons so far so they are Richard Hall whoa Dave Harris, woohoo! Neil Dixon, Grant Mitchell, and Matt Wyatt. So thank you very much to all of you guys for your amazing support. And to everyone else for listening. Obviously, everybody that listens to the podcast, whether you're a patron or not, but particularly to the patrons who uh, have already decided to back us and do check us at nsukp.co.uk Anton is that the website indeed forward slash support dash us it has all the tiers and it'll kind of walk you through everything uh, and it can also show it'll also show you the costs that go into the podcast we're, we're more so looking to just cover the costs uh, yeah. we're not looking to buy that fifth yacht uh, I think we'll do <laughs> deal for four as is 
<laughs> oh, if only that was true. Uh, but no, that is it. It's all about covering the costs and, and trying to make sure that we can keep going forward and, and do cool things like competitions, which is exactly what we did. We decided to give away a physical copy of Tetris 99 and 12 months Nintendo Switch online membership, which comes with it, obviously. Uh, and all you had to do was follow us and retweet on Twitter, on our uh, Twitter page, which is NSUK Podcast on Twitter. Uh, the deadline has now passed. Uh, I st- stupidly had a typo on Twitter where I said we'd announce the winner in season two, episode one, which is this one, on the 16th of January, uh, 2020. Now, we all know that that is not the date that we're recording. It's the 12th. So that was a typo. But luckily, my end date was earlier today at five o'clock. So that is now passed. It's now 8.52 p.m. as we are recording. So we're past that. So what we've done, Alistair, I've put all the names into an online uh, random name competition picker winner type thing so basically we put all the names of everyone that retweeted it on there um, and then we'll press the button and it will give us a random result and it could be anywhere in the world that sounds incredibly high tech Mike I thought you were going to put them on bits of paper chuck them in a bowl and make one of us draw them out Uh, I was too busy spending time trying to fix uh, technical issues to have even a thought of that. So what I've done instead is this. Let me share the screen with both of you so you can can both confirm. Can you see there it says online random name picker? Indeed, yes. Fancy. So fancy. And down here we've got all the names I've I've kind of typed in. Most of them are the names that that you've picked on your your kind of username on Twitter. Some of them are the actual uh, name that you've got displayed. It just depends what was easier to to know that it's you. So what we'll do is there's a button here where it says pick a random name winner. So when you're both ready, uh, just to make sure we're doing this together, I'm going to hit start and we're going to find a winner. Do you want to have a go? All right, let's let's see see who gets it. All right, let me hit the button then. Here we go. It's now randomly picking a number. This is quite exciting. Can you see those names flashing by there? Yeah, they're jumping around. That is very awesome. Right, congratulations. We have a winner. Well done to Helen. Helen Sheridan is our winner. So Helen Sheridan, who uh, retweeted and followed our page on uh, Twitter, has just won a copy of Tetris uh, 99. So let's make sure that we've got that name written down. We'll go and find out, uh, find Helen on Twitter and we'll send her a message. And we'll announce this on Twitter over the next few days as well, just so that people can see it all written down and, and know that it's there. So well done to Helen. We're going to hopefully do another competition at some point, Alistair. It'd be nice to do uh, another giveaway because it is kind of fun. Well, that's very much the idea. And uh, once we get some money rolling in from the Patreon, which is now looking like we might have uh, a bit of holiday, uh, holiday money. That's not what I meant to say. (laughs) A bit of competition money. (laughs) Oh, that's why we need to change. So yeah, I think we can. uh, I think we can offer some prizes on a hopefully regular basis. But let's see how the how the Patreon goes. In the meantime, we'll need to put our noggins together and decide what we might want to give out as prizes. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say though, that's why we want to change the uh, the bank details from being Alistair in charge because he's obviously using this for holiday money. Not using uh, any of the money for the podcast. No, oh, terrible, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible. I was supposed to be keeping that one quiet and secret. Oh, for goodness sake. Uh, but no, if you want to see the, the breakdown <laughs> of the costs, head to the website. It's nsukp.co.uk. Right then, we've done we've done the patron the patrons and the Patreon stuff. We've also done the um competition. So I think we should talk about what we've been playing uh, over Christmas and what kind of switch gaming or what time we've had to do some switch gaming. First of all, Anton, what have you been uh, what have you been doing? Oh, I've been doing it a, a little bit. Um, I, I was traveling a lot with some broken Joy-Cons, which I have actually managed to do a self-repair on. Uh, surprisingly, really? I, yeah, I, I've, which is interesting, kind of understanding where the, the issue of Joy-Con drift occurs. But I need to fix the other one because that's got a completely different problem. 
Uh, you just can't win, I suppose. But nevertheless, um, I've been playing so much Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy has been my go-to. Uh, I believe I mentioned it on the last podcast that I've done a little wee live stream of that yesterday. Yeah, spotted um, that. Yeah, it's so fun. Uh, if you see it for cheap, I w- I'll maybe not pay the £9, but I picked up for about £3. Uh, fantastic pick-up and pay- play title. Tons of fun. Um, I gave Dunwell a go. Uh, which that one's got the the vertical modes, which it's kind of interesting. It really makes me want to get one of those flip grips. Uh, picked up uh, Katana Zero, which uh, uh, didn't leave as much of a lasting impression on me as it did with the reviewers. Um, and then Super Chariot was another big one where it's uh, kind of a co-op game. I don't know if you are familiar with it. I think I might actually have it, um, possibly. So we can maybe try that out co-op if if you want to. If I've got, I have to look through my collection because unfortunately I'm the kind of idiot that buys games and then forgets I bought them. So um, yes, I've heard of it though. Yeah, it was very much a similar one where uh, I was hanging out with a friend. I'm like, oh, what what is this? Let's give it a go. And yeah, it's an all right co-op game. It's it's nothing to write home about, but I think uh, probably as you have done yourself, Mike, it was 90p. You can't 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 can't, can't, can't complain. That's uh, pretty but, much why I bought it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but how about yourself, Alistair? Have you been playing much? I have been playing a lot more than normal, actually, and I have been AAA-ing it. So you've gone indie, I've gone Ooh. AAA. So I finally completed Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Done, dusted. I've now given it back to the 11-year-old girl that I borrowed it from back in August. Thank goodness for that. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't before time. I know, I felt so guilty about that. It is now back with its rightful owner. I then borrowed uh, Link's Awakening from my next-door neighbour. Completed that within a week, gave that back to him. Very happy with that. And I'm now on to Luigi's Mansion 3. Woohoo! Ooh, I got it for I, my I Christmas. To up to where you are and start stealing all these games. This sounds like fun. It's helpful knowing people. And actually, I've got to say, now that we have patrons, my friend list looks a lot longer because uh, <laughs> one of the things we're giving out to our patrons is our gamer tag. Uh, and uh, we can now well share with our patrons just how much or little we are really playing our games. Yeah, I tell you what we'll maybe do is just for those that didn't hear our uh, intro to our uh, patron what we'll do is uh we will do uh just a wee update on what you get just before in between our our announcements and news and then before our rumors we'll just do a very quick one minute recap of what you get as well so we'll do that a little bit later on in this episode for those that missed it last week and occasionally we'll mention it as well just just because it's still early days with that um luigi's mansion then so um i'm going to talk about that in a minute because i've also been playing are you enjoying it so far alistair I am enjoying it so far. I'm playing in co-op mode with my other half, who has never really gamed before. So it's great fun co-oping. It would be more fun co-oping if I didn't spend most of the time sort of gritting my teeth going, it's so simple, just move the character over there. No, over there. And press the X button. No, the X button. But we're getting there and it's good fun. <laughs> the game good. is good. Good. Excellent. Very nice. How about it. you then, Mike? What have you been playing? Because you've uh, done a lot of gaming, haven't you? Um, yeah, well, mostly, again, like most, like both of you, actually, I've played more than I normally do, but that maybe isn't as much as some people get to because obviously, you know, I haven't had much of a break over Christmas in terms of work. I had Christmas Day and Boxing Day off officially and was ill for both of them, so that was slightly frustrating. But I have had more time and I have taken much more time off during those days to 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 work, uh, to, to work to play, to play games, <laughs> the opposite of work. Um, and uh, so I managed to finish uh, Liberation, uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation, and um, Very nice. thoroughly enjoyed that. I would recommend that on the of the first Assassin's Creed 3 and Liberation pack, I would recommend that um, as one to, to play through because it's not overly long um, and it's also really solid. It's a, it's a Vita game originally, but it's really well done on the Switch. It runs better than the Vita version, having played the Vita version, not 
completed it, but I completed it this time. So I recommend that. And actually, I had a question on um, the Twitter page from Souls Like Gamer. Uh, who was asking about the glitches in Assassin's Creed 3 and Liberation. Was that enough to put you off the game? For me, no. If you've not got it on another system and you can pick it up cheap, I think that's absolutely fine. The glitches are not they're not game-breaking. They're annoying. There's a couple of audio things that annoy me and a couple of kind of pops and things. And certainly the Black Flag, the Rebel Collection, is infinitely better and much more opti- optimised for Switch. So I recommend that above it. But if you haven't played 3 and you want to play it, and Switch is your only option, fine, go for it, because that's what I'm doing. Uh, And Souls Like Gamer also said, I meant to mention this earlier, I have to say by far my favourite podcast is NSUK Podcast. Great work, guys. Good luck for Season 2. Hashtag Nintendo Switch. So um, I think in return we can say give Souls Like Gamer a follow on Twitter as well, because he... uh, He sometimes puts up some uh, some really interesting gaming news as well, so it's, it's worth checking him out too. So thank you so much for that, a little bit of uh, mutual respect. Also, games, so Liberation, what else have I played? I've also been, play, been playing Valhalla, um, the cyberpunk bar uh, novel, visual novel type game. I don't know if either of you are heard, familiar with that at all. This is completely outside my uh, ring house, shall we say. What, what, you, what, what does it all entail? <laughs> So you basically uh, play a bartender in a dystopian cyberpunk-style future with different customers coming in every day with different stories. And it's quite some of it's quite um, grown up, but I would suspect it's probably got an 18 certificate on it, if it, I don't know, or 70, whatever the rating is. Um, but it's it's a mix of stuff, and a mix of stories. Some of them are famous singers. Some of the people coming in have got political issues where they're, that they're dealing with. Other people come in to work in newspapers and all sorts of things. And it's, it's, a, it's a visual novel, but you also mix drinks for them as well. And depending mm-hmm. on what... <laughs> drinks you mix <laughs> will guide the story in certain directions and things so um yeah, i'm enjoying it i'm really enjoying this story it's very relaxing it's a sort of late night thing i think if you if you're not into to kind of narrative there's probably no point in playing this because it is all about the narrative there are a couple of options to do certain things in it but i enjoy it i got it in the sale uh the recent huge sale nintendo did on the e-shop which was amazing um and then the other game i've been playing which i thoroughly recommend is luigi's mansion 3 because it has now become my favorite all-time co-op game <laughs> alistair and i'm also <laughs> also playing this with my other half um but she's better at gaming than me by far so she's been doing all the really tricky bosses that i've had trouble with and i've just kind of sat there frustratedly losing my temper with it but i have to say on the whole i haven't felt that it's not like with overcooked i love overcooked but it's frustrating this i only feel frustrated now and then and it's usually the bosses that i i Mm. get my kind of game rage with um and to be honest they're not that difficult it's more a case of like doing a lot of search we're collecting everything so we're on floor 11 i think we've been playing for about 11 hours but we really are collecting the lot and then we're going to go back and do the lot but i'm i'm thoroughly enjoying it it's a game that gets better as it goes on so i think you're on where are you at the moment in the game alistair well, at the beginning of the game, it jumps around a bit. So I, I think it went from something like floor one to five to... Th- I think I'm on floor three. I think that's okay. where I am. But yeah, yeah, fairly early on in the game. I've not long got Gooigi. So the Gooigi thing is still new. I've just defeated a hilarious ghostly security guard. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So what I found was the, the levels do something really clever where every time... Um, obviously, there's different themes in each floor of the, the building. We, you, you've probably figured that out already. That's not giving away too much. But what it does really well, I think, is it keeps your interest because every time it gives you something new. Um, so, Anton, I thoroughly recommend if you want a real good 
co-op experience. Um, this, for me, is a lot of fun. And I love the way that you don't get given everything immediately. You have to work for it. So there'll still be things, mm. Alistair, that you don't have yet, but you will get um, as Well, as there's, the there's things on. I can see that I cannot figure out to get, and I figure yeah. that's going to come later on. That's right, yeah. exactly. And I, I'd recommend it, Anton, hugely. Actually, oh, you wonderful. Know what, what I've been really impressed with, and it wasn't expecting to be uh, impressed with this is the graphics in it Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. a cartoony kind of a game it's not something you think oh it's going to blow me away but the detail and the subtlety in the way it's been done it's really impressive Um, it actually gets better and again I can say that with confidence that you will be blown away by some of the later floors that you get to there's some incredible floors Um, and it's just such a good game I'm so glad because did it not win Anton our game was it our game of the was it the game of the year it wasn't game of the year but it was it won won one of our categories in our awards didn't it yeah I I can't recall which one it was but most um, most anticipated no no it was no uh, well, well, I guess we'll just need to go back and rewatch that website, <laughs> that episode on our website. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, I find that amazing. I was watching one of the Digital Foundry videos and it was an analysis, I think it was, of Super Mario 3D World. And it's just amazing that yet how simplistic a lot of these kind of Nintendo games are. They do so much little subtle things, whether it be lighting or shadows or little wee like... like particles just on like Mario's moustache that kind of adds that little bit of extra polish to it. Quite frankly, if you were designing a game, you probably wouldn't really think to allocate resources towards. Yeah. And no, it's it's a really stunning um, stunning game and, and it feels solid, Alistair, as well. It feels quality. Like the whole thing, you don't feel at any point that they've cut any corners with it. You feel like they've really thought about every th- little thing. And the interaction as well, when you when you interact with certain things, you think, oh, that, that's not going to do it. Oh, no, it does. Oh, there's something happening there. And that continues on as well. So if you're enjoying it now, I think you're going to love where it goes. So I think what we're saying here is we're giving it a thumbs up and heavily endorsing Luigi's Mansion 3. Go and buy it. It's great. It took me by surprise how good it was. Let's put it that way. And I I was looking forward to it anyway. All right, look, let's fire through because we have loads to get through. I think we've got one of the biggest lists I've ever seen in my life. And I know you cut it down, Anton, as well. Yeah, I I really (laughs) felt bad going through and I'm like... This is somebody's entire life and career and we're not even going to mention it. But nonetheless, we've still got plenty to chat about. Exactly. And the good news is, if you are one of our patrons, uh, you will get more episodes from us. With some of the stuff we've missed out this time, you'll get extra stuff. But if you're not, you're going to get the same as last season. So let's move on and talk about this week's news. Tell us what people want to know. So, first of all, uh, Vyacheslav Grivorev. Good uh, luck pronouncing ha- that. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I have no idea, but have, uh, has announced Never Again. It's a new first-person horror game with puzzle-solving and exploration elements. It comes out at the end of this month. Alistair, what's your thoughts? Is it, I know you're not much of a horror game fan, but uh, what's your kind of first impressions? Uh, I'm terrified. <laughs> first person horror I'm scared already and all I've read is those words no uh, I'm sure I to be honest I don't know much about um, Russian pronunciation insert there don't know yeah not a clue I haven't really heard anything about it it's not yeah. something that's really appeared in my radar what about you Anton? I, I, I believe it's one of their first titles they've ever done it looks uh, from what I've seen of it it seems to be a very PT inspired game if you've played any oh, if you yeah. played that like demo thing that they did a couple of years ago oh, very yeah. much you're that in a house freaky. it's lonely very just like what's going on it isn't like you're running down and then you get a jump scare and you have to fight it it's more fragile if you know what i mean yeah those games are all always more scary though than the kind of jump scare stuff because the tension you know you're waiting and waiting for something to happen and then suddenly 
suddenly it's out of nowhere and it's it's not even necessarily something big happening it's a noise or a or a movement or something so I, it sounds terrifying to me i'll be interested to see more of that pt demo I forgot all about that anton oh it's so so good uh i, I find it funny because i played that game on the the psv of your remote play uh, and i felt like it was optimal game to rather than playing on the big tv just playing it with a blanket over your head so uh this actually seems like a fairly good title in all honesty yeah PT was it supposed to be like a test bed for something like a Silent Hill game? Indeed, it was a uh, uh, the kind of next big title by Kojima uh, before he got fired, uh, and it was meant to be Silent Hills or Norman Reedus. But yeah, uh, they had their big fallout. He went off to found his own studio, and the game got sadly cancelled, which is uh, a true shame. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye and see what people are saying when that comes out. It's the thirtieth of January, so not that long to wait. Next up, Rebellion have announced that it's bringing Zombie Army trilogy to Nintendo Switch in twenty twenty three. Story campaigns and a horde mode. Um, this is a game that's previously been on PC, and it, it's a spin off from Sniper Elite V two, I believe. Anton, indeed, it's uh, essentially these games have kind of paralleled the the Sniper Elite franchise, kind of uh, in a similar way to similar vein to the gameplay of Call of Duty Zombies, but you get a full campaign and the horde mode. I think this could actually be a really great title. Um, I think the Sniper Elite games on Switch have been well-ported, but £30 titles. I think if they're going in there and they're bundling all three of these games together, £30 for a trilogy of first-person shooters could be uh, a good, a really good buy. Uh, and it's off a, built off a solid framework. Yeah, I mean, those games. Well, the pricing will be interesting because they've been out on Xbox and PlayStation since 2015. That bundle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a potentially it could find its home on on the Switch because I think this, as you said, Anton, the Sniper Elite games, um, you know, I think they're solid titles anyway. And I, I have to say, having looked at this, I've got hopes that this will be a another good one. We do need more first person shooter type titles on the Switch, in my opinion. I think we, I still haven't found one that I've gone, yeah, that's going to make me go back and and really, you know, back in the days of Halo or or Gears of exactly. War or whatever. You know, I think we really need that, Alistair. I think we need that kind of group game. Or, or something that we can, you know, the horde mode in this might be might be it. The story campaign. I don't know where it's going to go because I haven't played the games. Um, but I do feel like we need more of these kind of games. Yeah, we do need our killer first person shooter. It doesn't doesn't really exist out there yet. There's a few contenders, but none of them have really taken the title. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is going to take the title, but I think this is going to have an audience. Um, and if it's solid, it might encourage more, which is always a good thing as well. Um, right, let's move on to the next one because we have a lot to talk about. So I want to fire through these. And we have our new quiz, by the way. I'm very excited about that, Alistair. Oh, don't be, don't be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next up, we've got Nintendo have announced and released Christmas. They've actually, do you know, Christmas doesn't come but once a year. It comes out uh, twice, but only if you're in Japan. And it's free and it's a Labo VR game uh, where you play you play as Santa uh, and go through a chimney. That sounds hilarious, <laughs> Alistair. Uh, have, you, have you ever, yes. wanted, have you ever really wanted to be does. Santa? Always, but unfortunately my frame is somewhat, it's about as far removed from Santa as it's physically possible to get. Santa, <laughs> need, short fat man, me, tall, thin man. You need to put about 10 Alistairs to create any illusion of it being Santa. Anton, what about you? Have you had a look at this yet? I have. It looks It looks like some dumb fun. And, you know, I, I get an impression with a lot of these little Labo VR minigames they've been putting on Japan. It was like test demos that kind of never made it to a full game. But yeah. I kind of wish, like, what could this full of game could have been? But nonetheless, we'll never know. And uh, they've also announced another game, which I have no idea how to pronounce. So I'm going to go with Omi Kumajumi. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm uh-huh. sorry. Mm-hmm. Looks about uh, right to me. 
which Mikuji. again another free Labo VR game only in Japan. Uh, but this one's uh, kind of basically just like a fortune cookie game where you shake the Joy-Con and draw a fortune cookie. Cookie, okay. uh, but in VR, immersion. Sure. Hey, listen, yeah. it's free and it's Labo VR, so you know, get yourself on the Japan store, I guess, and have a go and see if you've got Labo VR. It's worth a, it's worth a look. Right, next up, uh, I'm, I think this is great news, um, and I know that Alistair, you'll be. Uh, delighted with this. In fact, I think you both will. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, uh, which is one of the hits of the last year or so. Uh, we're getting some new free DLC. It's Octavo's Ode, which I think is just fantastic that we're getting this, Anton. Yeah, this was one I never saw coming because um, from my, my recollection, I don't think we ever got DLC for the regular Crypt of the Necrodancer. So, um. You know, that's that's that Nintendo money shining through, and I, I wonder if they're going to be, if we'll get any more, because the game hasn't been out that long, and uh, we just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, it's one that has had so much praise, Alistair, and um, I mean, it's it's great that we have, essentially, we have a whole new Zelda game on uh, in a different format, and, and one that maybe Nintendo wouldn't have gone down that route themselves had they been in, in charge of this. You know, it's obviously, it's a crossover. Um, so, I, I, you know, it's great that it's... That, that yeah, it's, a really, well, it's a really interesting hybrid, isn't it? Um, yeah. Because it's very much a Crypt of the Necrodancer game. It's Crypt of the ne- Necrodancer all the way through, but in the world of Zelda. With <laughs> yeah. Zelda music. It's just cool. I love that idea. And the fact that we were getting free DLC, it's always a good thing. It's something that the Switch is becoming really quite... Um, uh, it's certainly benefiting from it. So it's a major bonus. A lot of our games get free DLC. It, isn't it funny that we're Nintendo's probably the worst when it comes to online, just as a general rule at the moment. Nintendo's a little slow at, in terms of you know the online stuff. But when it comes to the DLC stuff, actually, uh, there's been a few wins recently. And I think this is another one. Yeah, and I'm I, very I wonder happy what their, their stock, stock investor guys must think. They're like, they're making horrible online, but at the same time, they're giving it away for free. This is horrible business. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst business sense ever. <laughs> but, you know, keep giving us free, free DLC for decent titles. We'll be happy. Next up, KT Racing have announced TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 2 coming out quarter one 2020 with brand new physics and the roads even have subtle bumps now, um, which your tears respond to. These games, um, they always look quite solid these uh these sort yeah. of isle of man titles anton yeah so obviously it's you know when you play a pool game and it's literally just a pool table and nothing else it's just like a black room and it has the best graphics and the best physics and it's like cutting edge and it looks photorealistic with this game yep. just having the one track the one race the level of polish they put into it is kind of remarkable like i'm skeptical spending 40 pounds on a game that only has one track but you can tell they've they've really bunkered down to make a really solid, well-built racing game. Yeah, I mean, Alistair, you're the kind of racing game fan of us. Obviously, this is not quite the same as what you'd normally be. You've been already looking for F1 games. But uh, is this one that interests you? <laughs> uh, it's one I've always wanted to try. But a bit like Anton, I don't want to go and buy it. I don't want to make the investment in it. Partly because yeah. bikes aren't really a big thing in me anyway. But I have the same reservations as Anton. I'm not entirely sure how much gameplay and get out of it i presume actually there's a lot more to it than i'm imagining otherwise you wouldn't keep churning out these games and people wouldn't keep buying them no, but they do no. so i imagine it probably is a really good game but i, I am um, unlikely to spend my hard-earned cash on it yeah my my tinfoil hat conspiracy idea is that they're more so doing this for the diehards that will kind of get in there 
they're building the engine, the framework. Like this is all very nitty gritty stuff they're doing, like bump mapping the road and the physics and the moisture of the road and all that crazy mm. super simulation stuff. And then down the line, we'll get a, a bigger game with some more courses and all that kind of stuff once yeah. they've built this infrastructure with just one track. Yeah. So what we're saying is this is one for the fans. Definitely. Well, <laughs> it might be. It might be. They have gone to this level of detail before with other driving sims. So if you take things like um, Gran Turismo, they've gone to the mm. same level of detail in Gran Turismo in the past. Yeah. Uh, so it's not new. Uh, I suspect there's just more to this game than we are probably giving it credit for. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll keep an eye on it. It won't be that long. It is coming out in the first quarter of the year. Next up, Vertical Reach have announced the Avery Attorney Definitive Edition is coming to Switch on the 30th <laughs> of January. I love, love, love the look of this. Think Phoenix right, but with birds, right? And uh, old-fashioned scrolly graphics. It's uh, amazing. Ye oldie Phoenix right in the 19th century with birds, Anton. <laughs> yep, I, I love it. They, they, they just picked a direction and they went for it with full commitment. There was no hesitation. They knew the game they wanted to make and they just... It just hits it and it's just a one-of-a-kind little wee piece that nothing's really doing, but we I don't really want anything else. It, it just got it down perfect, went touch, definitive. Even yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to 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 sort of seeing this. It is one that I would ordinarily be like, yeah, I'm going to buy that, Alistair. But I'm just because of of so many other games coming out, I'm I'm kind of like, oh, I'll wait. But I have to say, it does look. You are fun. so going to buy this. Don't pretend you're not. All right, fine. <laughs> you're probably right. To be perfectly honest. Uh, next up, we've got from uh, Toplitz uh, Productions. Uh, they have announced. Uh, Soccer Tactics and Glory, which is a turn-based tactical football game coming out in February 2020. When we, when we first saw that this was coming, um, Anton tagged me in the post. I think it was you, Anton, that tagged me in the post to say, hey, look, look what's coming. I think it was this game um, mm. because you know that I love sort of football management type games. Um, this is a little different, this one. It's a kind of um, unusual kind of way of doing it. It's kind of um, a little bit different in terms of, you know, how they're approaching it, but it looks reasonable i'm a bit worried is it going to be too mobile phony that's my only worry with it i guess yeah i, w- I won't lie when i saw this i was like mm, there's not much i can add but this this is a mic game all over I, I do find it interesting having the turn base elements uh quite often being somebody who's not into football people will be like oh did you see xyz that happened i'm like they're just running left if you ask me but <laughs> this this makes it seem a little bit more sense in terms of stuff so i don't know well, I'm not the I'll, football person. Well, put it this I'll, way: it's the first football game in a long time that I thought I might play that. Yeah, because I'm yeah. terrible at football games. I can't play football. Games. I don't know. I've never watched football. Therefore, I don't know how to play football. No idea any of the rules. So if I play FIFA, I always lose every single time. I can't play football games. But this one, I can stop and think about it, and it's a strategy that happens to be a football game. I'm I actually gonna, quite like the look of it. I'm going to correct you on that. There was a very, very famous incident that happened in 2001 when Alistair and I were at a party at uni. <laughs> This is a true story, Anton. You'll love this. I think you were about six at the time. But me and Alistair were at a <laughs> university party and we had a FIFA night and uh, I had been giving it the old, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. I, I don't want to brag, but yeah, I'm probably going to win this tournament. And I, I was actually at the point where I'd won all my games until I played Alistair and Alistair won 1-0. And I've never, 
I've never re- I've never reacted so angrily. Well, no, that's a lie. But I reacted very uh, frustratedly, um, and I think a controller was thrown at some point as well. So there we are. So oh, Alistair, dear. you have won a game. You have won a game. <laughs> and it was I wasn't going to bring that one up, but since you did, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that until that second. Um, yes, yeah, so with this game, basically, if you are a football fan, think Sabutio. Does that mean anything to either of you? Yes. Small it men who what roll around on a half semicircle. Sabutio. Oh, it doesn't ring a bell, sadly. Okay, Sabutio, um, yeah, as Alistair said, it's it's little figurines that you would you would play football. And it was kind of it was turn based, but it physically turn based. In you know, like the sixties and the seventies, it was very big. It was still big in the sort of eighties. I had a Sabutio set when I was a kid, and you could get the full team kits and all the rest of it. Um, so it's a bit like Sabutio, but for a um, a console, I guess, with more turn based elements. So uh, it's definitely one to keep an eye on if you're a football fan or if you like turn based games. Um, then yeah, check it out. It's coming out fairly soon as well 30th of January so not I'm sorry February 2020 not that long to go alright next up Rayark have announced Demo 2 which is an artsy but approachable rhythm game Demo gets some pretty good results sorry, Anton. Mike, did you just burp yeah <laughs> no I did not no I didn't burp I I, I <laughs> I had my dinner very fast before we recorded this podcast. It was an inside burp, but unfortunately the microphone might pick up. So apologies. Oh, I love did. that. I mean, we're nothing if not honest on this show. Well, thanks the for that. Yeah, I, 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 is I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have been honest about that, to be perfectly honest. But Alistair was, so there we go. It's fair. Uh, Anton, yes, Demo. What's your thoughts on Demo yeah. too? Yeah, this game looks gorgeous. At first, I was like, hmm, like just hear, hearing the kind of logline of it, basically. But looking at the art style and the aesthetic, it, it really looks like it's trying to do something a, a little bit more grandiose um, and kind of emotionally resonant than any a lot of other rhythm games in there. Considering it has had one sequel in the past that was very well regarded, I would be down to give this game a go for it, kind of, when when it comes out. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. What about you, uh, uh, Alistair? What do you think? Rhythm-based uh, games? We've got we've played a couple now. Uh, yeah, I, I I like a good rhythm-based game. I'm not very good at them. That's my problem. Um, exactly, they're yeah. they're quite good. Although this one weirdly isn't gripping me as much as others. I can't tell you why. I have no idea why it's not gripping me as much as um, some of the more basic ones in the past. But not feeling it. Yeah. Now mm. I, I I'm kind of sitting somewhere in between the two of you. I think I think you know for me rhythm based games I've really got to be into it to really want to play it. I I like the look of this. I think the art style's cool. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure yet. I'm I'm going to sort of sit on the fence on this one and see see where it goes. Um, but yeah, it's certainly again it's one it's one to to keep an eye on if you do like rhythm games. And again, I think the Switch is a great place for rhythm games. By the way, speaking of rhythm games, and I only mentioned this because it would have an effect. I bought. Um, and I need to find out who it's from. It's a I bought a really small Bluetooth transmitter for my Switch that's specifically designed for Switch. Um, oh, so, that I could, I'm... so it's the obviously because the Switch, you know, you have to have a cable to uh, listen to you know listen on your headphones. There's a there's a Switch. It's a company made a Switch Bluetooth transmitter. Um, let me find out exactly who, who made it. And basically, it's so slim that you wouldn't even know it's it's plugged into your Switch. It's really, really clever. Um, mm-hmm. And and it works really, really well. I have to say, so far, so good. The only thing is, if you're playing a rhythm game, that's why I mention it, I'm not sure I would play a rhythm-based game on it be- or, or anything where you really need super tight timings because there is the smallest bit of latency, which is to be expected from a Bluetooth device, especially yeah. a third-party one. But... Um, I have to say, if you're just playing general games and you just want, you know, you just don't want to have a cable hanging, then it's it's really good. Let me just tell you exactly who it was. It's uh, Ghoul. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this. It sounds Ghoulie Kit. 
Google. I'm intrigued. Where does it plug into? Does it plug into the headphone jack? Yes. Uh, no, you, no it, pl- it plugs into the um, the bottom. So USB-C. you know the bit, the dock. Yeah. So and it's a little yeah, the flat, USB-C connector. Yeah, USB-C connector. So a really flat thing. So it just plugs in, plugs up. So um, yeah, well, I'm going to send you send you a link. In fact, we can maybe see if we can put a link in the description of the episode or something on um, yeah on our chat. We'll I'll be that. but uh, be quite keen for that because uh, I hate to be that uh, Gen Zer, but I haven't owned wired headphones in like a good five years now, and uh, and I don't have wireless headphones. I have never experienced them. All my headphones are wired. Ah, uh, we're, we're we're on different sides of time. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I'm right in the middle because I have both. In fact, the one I have has a cable you plug in to make it wired or you take it out and it's it's Bluetooth. So um, that that's quite useful for both. But I think this, I think, uh, Anton, I, I recommend it as long as you're not playing something that is a real rhythm, you know, because I think you will notice it then. But generally, okay. for most games, it's great. And I've just put it in our chat, but I'll, I'll put it in the uh, description of our episode as well for those that want to check it out. It's from Gulikit. Uh, it's a root air Bluetooth adapter specifically for the Switch or Switch Lite. Uh, it does work on PS4 and PC as well, but it really works particularly well on the Switch because it fits into the bottom really snugly. Right, I'm going to fly through some of these because we have loads to talk about. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm Don't find you... the next one. I'm so excited about the next one. All right, let's yeah, talk about that first thing. Okay, so <laughs> Samurai <laughs> Punk have announced and released Roombo First Blood, a game about uh, killing people and cleaning up the mess. Imagine Untitled Goose, <laughs> Goose Game meets Party Hard. Alistair, Untitled Goose Game, that's your baby. What do you think of this? Oh, this game just looks amazing. I'm sure it's going to be terrible, but I so, so want to play this. I mean, you get to play it as a Roomba. <laughs> how, yeah. how could that not be cool? Yeah, oh, oh. Uh, I find it amazing. Oh, come on, dude. The, the, when this popped up and I put it in my notes, I'm like, oh, we'll have a good laugh about this on the podcast. And then, I, like, I think it came out later in the week, and just seeing everybody do the content of it, I'm like, this is so dumb. It works. It's an, an untitled goose game. Uh, just it works because we've had a uh, cl- serial cleanarity that game about cleaning up murders we've had yeah, a goose game one. we've had party hard it's just uh, the culmination of so many things that you wouldn't think would work well and they do <laughs> yeah i mean it gets really well reviewed on steam it's been out there for uh, well, a couple of months now and uh, yeah in fact the description on steam is is the perfect summary Roombo first blood is a comic top-down stealth action game about being a robotic vacuum cleaner and fending off burglars from your home. I prefer the next bit, Alistair, where it says, hide, protect, suck. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to play this. It's definitely one to check out. I think the the graphics look great, fun. Think Untitled Goose Game. I mean, it's very similar. A little bit more uh, high-tech looking, perhaps, isn't it? Futuristic. A bit more vibrant. Yeah, but it's cool. It looks really good. So look out for that. Reviews are great on Steam. Um, and you can have a good a good clean of your Switch with Roombo. Uh, okay, let me fly through the next couple then because, um, you know, we do need, we have got about 4,000 things to talk about. Uh, so next up, we've got Level 5 announcing uh, Yokai Watch Academy Y, a new spin-off game. It's going to look and play differently to the previous Yokai Watch games. I know that my uh, wife, she's played Yokai Watch through two or three, I think, is um this is good news though uh i think anton because it's yeah, a, it's a you, franchise that people really love yeah you know they've really built up I, I think we're still waiting for yokai watch 4 so um I, i'm personally not a big fan of the kind of pokemon style gameplay of the other ones I'm not dissing it it's just not my cup of tea but uh, i was curious 
if they, they made an entry point into that franchise with some different gameplay, you know, it might, could get me into it. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think it looks, the the visuals already from what we've seen <coughs> or what they've teased looks good. Um, so, yeah, it's an, it's an anime as well in uh, in Japan. It's f- pretty famous. So I think, um, yeah, one to check out. Uh, next up, Nakana.io have announced Lydia, which is a grim but atmospheric visual novel which deals with adult substance abuse from the perspective of a, lit- of a little girl. So not one for the faint-hearted, Alistair. I'll say, gee, that's yeah. grim. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. Um, I have to say that it, it looks incredibly atmospheric. I'm, I'll be quite, and I, I do love visual novels, and I do like things that have a serious story behind them. Whether or not this is a bit much or not, I'm not sure. I mean, I think it's only going to be about four pounds, um, which is. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Um, what do you, th- do you think, Alistair? Is it one that will interest you? I know you're not really a visual novel kind it's of... It's probably not my cup of tea because I don't really do visual novels. And I'm intrigued to know whose cup of tea it is. Just mm-hmm. given it's a very niche uh, topic that's dealing with some pretty hard-hitting stuff, I wonder who the audience is for it. And fasc- if any of our listeners are interested in it, in it please actually write and let us know because I am genuinely fascinated to know who, who's going to get it. I think I think from what I've... Sorry, Anto. I think from what I've seen um, from people that have... Uh, played it already i think it's one of these that it's very short but very powerful real kind of like if you want to play something that is akin to watching a movie or a documentary i guess or something that's got more of a that hits hits hard then i think it's one of those experiences rather than a game as such i think it's more like an an hour or a couple of hours of an experience anton what's what's your yeah definitely when i look at this game it seems a lot more less of being a game and gameplay but more so as almost like an art piece um, you know when you kind of watch like a short film or uh, hear a song and you can really tell the creative bind it's like working through some demons uh, this <laughs> one feels like oh yeah there you can tell this has some pain behind it <laughs> yeah yeah uh, well I'll tell you the next game as well that's on our list is um, equally hard hitting for a totally different reason it's Simulacra 2 it's a phone based horror game basically in this game you try and unravel the mysterious death of an influencer um, using a mobile phone. Uh, so there's a mobile phone on your screen. Uh, it looks absolutely terrifying. It reminds me of the ring, but on a mobile phone. Like you're discovering someone's phone and looking at it and seeing the ring. That's what I see, Alistair. Alistair, there's no way you're going to play this. Not a chance. I uh, I have watched the ring. That was bad enough. I'm not going to put myself through actually playing a game, which is pretty much the same thing. No, thank you. I'm actually amazed you watched that. Uh, Anton, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, you know, the, the first game was quite good, but it was very much just a couple wee things and it kind of felt a little bit fake. This one feels a lot more like a real phone and real services and it. it's a lot more in depth uh, and fleshed out of a kind of, it's not a world, but kind of, app world if you know what i mean uh, yeah it looks f- fairly solid uh, i i don't think i'll pick it up um it's just it's just not how i would want to spend my time gaming uh i spend enough time on my phone but <laughs> for somebody <laughs> who wants that kind of resident like relatable horror could be good yeah yeah well looking out look out for that one it's coming in 2020 next up behind the stone have announced and released sir eats a lot a handheld only platform uh game which takes advantage of both the touchscreen buttons and motion control i love the look of this i love his big fat belly um i love the humor in it there's a bit of humor in there i like the side scrolling i think the animation looks good but is it any good does it play well do we know anton uh, sadly, we don't know yet, but uh, I'm ha- happy to see we're getting some more DS Vita cell games. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they spent years developing all these techniques of making some mobile-only titles, and uh, 
it would be a shame to lose them on the Switch just for it being a hybrid. So getting a, a dedicated console experience, uh, yeah. so a dedicated portable experience looks good. I was trying to figure out, is this a new game or is this a port of the Vita game? There, I did not know there was a Vita game. This is there was. It was released in the Vita uh, a while ago, and it's, it's a game just called Sir Eats a Lot. And I, was, I couldn't figure out, hmm. and I still can't figure out, even do, after doing research, if it's a new title or if it's a port. Well, the original gets fairly mixed reviews. Some people quite enjoy it. It's very kind of basic in its approach. Um, so you know, perhaps I, I, it doesn't look hugely different. So if it is different, it's not. You know, it's it's maybe an enhanced version or something of the original. It kind of just appeared. It was one of these games that we didn't really hear an awful lot about before, um, and haven't even since it's isn't you know since it's actually been released. But you know, it's one again. If you are a side-scrolling platformer kind of fan and you like the the, the comedy of the slightly large uh, main character, then perhaps you might want to check it out. But it, it does get mixed reviews, or certainly the Vita version got mixed reviews. So maybe just uh, approach with caution. I would say, probably. Next up, Affable Games have announced Speaking Simulator. It's a game about being an average working Joe, dating and even running for president. That's not an average Joe thing to do. <laughs> but you must control the protagonist's... Uh, the protagonist... Prota- oh, can't speak. You can do it. Get the words out. Pro- Come protagonist. On. Uh, and you need to, him to talk normal, otherwise his head explodes. So you've got to actually control his jaw. Uh, coming to Nintendo Switch on the 30th of January. What on earth is this game? This looks. I did yeah. see this and it looks hilarious, Anton. Yeah, literally, you, I don't know how it works exactly, but you have to move the t- your tongue to different parts of your mouth and your jaw in contraption to make the sounds that make up the words. It's almost like SingSar, but you control a robot mech that makes words. It, it looks very ridiculous, almost Rick and Morty in its humour. Uh, very kind of that almost improvial uh, kind of insanity. Uh, more comedy than game, I think, here, but... Could be a funny Let's Play game, I imagine. Yeah, I have to say that I, I think this could be a lot of fun as long as you know you're going into it and to, to not necessarily play, you know, an, a Luigi's Mansion or a Game of the Year or, a, you know, something serious. I think it, it's just what it is. It's ridiculous. Um, but I have to say, a Let's Play could be kind of fun, Alistair. Maybe me and you could have a, a, a go on this. Maybe our, <laughs> it could be our opening game that we stream, you know, because obviously Anton does the streaming at the moment. We are going to look at that. It could be kind of fun. <laughs> I am totally on board with doing that. And you know what, actually, what's special about this game, or what's standing out to me, is the fact that this is coming out on Switch on the same day it actually comes out on Steam. 99.9% of the games that we look at, they've already been on Steam for a month, two months, years. It's been released on both platforms simultaneously. Oh, that's excellent. That is cool. Oh, excellent. Um... It's nice, and I think if we can get more of those, that would be fantastic. It is coming out. It was originally going to be coming out at the end of last year, actually, but it's uh, going to be Switch and PC January the 30th, so keep an eye out for that one. Next up, uh, Jacob Williams has announced ITA, or I-T-T-A, I'm going to go for ITA, a top-down bullet hell boss rush game coming to Switch in 2020. We've got quite a lot of kind of um, these kind of bullet hell type games, Anton. Definitely, and especially when it's kind of that uh, enter the gungeon cell gameplay. This yeah. one, I I won't lie, it does look very gorgeous. Um, I cannot take that away from it. Um, however, it is in a genre it's very filled, especially we've got uh, enter the gungeon as a big one there, and those are some tough boots to go up against. And I have a feeling with the the quality of the like artistic design of it all that they could ask too much to be competitive unless who knows it might have the gameplay to back up yeah not too sure yet 
We'll keep an eye out for that one, though, uh, if it is your thing. And I know that it is a bit saturated with those kind of games. Next up, I'm really interested in this, but I do like point-and-click games. uh, Devolver Digital have announced Stories Untold, which is an episodic horror mystery classic text-based adventure point-and-click game which combines Stranger Things and Five Nights at Freddy's. It's got a real classic 80s vibe to it. Um, I have to say it looks fantastic. I'm not. I'm kind of surprised that it's... um, it's kind of coming to the the switch at the moment. It seems like it, I think it's only switch at the moment. I will even double check that, but certainly it looks uh, it looks great, Alistair. Um, I I love this the sort of you know anything retro and I like point and click. So I think this could be a winner for me. Uh, it does look really good, and it's it's not new. It's been kicking around since about twenty seventeen, I think, on uh, PC. Um, but it gets well reviewed, nines out of tens, and uh, generally around about the ninety percent mark. Great. Uh, I think there was one low one. I don't know why I got eighty percent, but yeah, well reviewed on the whole, and uh, it even looks interesting to me. And you know, mean mm-hmm. horror games, but I like a point to click. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel so in the horror genre. I mean, Stranger Things is, is horror in the lightest sense of the word. It's not really the same um, as full on horror, but eighties horror has that kind of almost comic book vibe to it I guess and this kind of has a little bit of that uh, you're right it was a form, formerly a PC exclusive as well so that's um, so that's good so it's got 3D adventure elements in it as well and interactive fiction is kind of how they're looking at it so um, yeah I've got to say I'm into that one Anton is it one that would interest you? Um, I think gameplay wise uh, sadly it's not something I would go out and play however I must say just that the mise-en-scene of the game just looks spectacular it just reminds me of when you would be sitting in a room with a CRT the glow hitting you you've got your Commodore 64 and you have no idea what half the commands do but you're you're figuring your way through it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It really touches me in an emotional sense that way. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it certainly looks good. We'll keep an eye on that. Right, I'm going to fire through three bits of just quick um, news for games that you might have already or systems that, or things that you might want to know, and then you get your comment on it, and then we'll move on. So next up then, just together, free grid autosport updates, uh, which is good if you've got grid, which is a decent title. It's going to update. We'll add multiplayer and Labo support on Switch, which is interesting. Uh, Mario Kart Tour has a real time multiplayer beta for gold pa- pass members we'll come to that in a second Alistair because I know you play Mario Kart Tour and Nintendo eShop now offers refunds in Russia which is good news if you're on the Russian eShop I guess but certainly something which we welcome in any eShop uh, le- anything you'd like to add to any of those first of all uh, Alistair uh, probably not but I have to say, I'm looking forward to trying the Mario Kart uh, Tour multiplayer yeah. but because I have not paid a penny for that game so far yet I don't have any gold pass so therefore I haven't been able to try it well, there we are uh, Anton yeah um, I think that I'm very excited about the eShop discounts going to Russia it might not su- might sound like a small thing but we've recently in the past six months we've had the case where they're looking into legalizing making it mandatory and um France, I believe Germany is looking into it. Uh, I believe there's stuff going on with Steam in certain parts of Europe. And I think a combination of all these things happening with everything moving towards digital, uh, we could hopefully see some more social, kind of, not social, but kind of polit- uh, legal change kind of, to get uh, this kind of reg- legislation going further affair. Uh, yeah. Hopefully progress moving forward. Yeah, it's a tough one because, you know, your refunds online open up to all sorts of 
possibilities, some of them not good in terms of people taking advantage of that system and, and essentially stealing games and not paying for them, but uh, by, by virtue of getting a refund. But, uh, you know, having said that, I think overall there has to be a method, Alistair, of getting refunds for games one way or another for, for ones that you buy and maybe they're yeah. not as you expected. Yeah, I mean, the infrastructure was there in physical sales. Uh, why should it not be there in the digital world? It makes no difference. So I completely agree. If something isn't as it, you expect it to be, you should be able to return it. All right, let's move on then because we've got a few more things to fire through before we even get onto the rumours, let alone the quiz. This is the longest, uh, the long, but I suppose we've been away for three weeks, so that's fair enough. Uh, next up, Nanika, Nanika Smitch. Is that how you pronounce it, Anton? Nanichi Smitch, yes. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. Takes the internet by storm. A fake switch with removable Joy-Cons, portable play, TV play, and over 800 Famicom games. I have seen this. Um, it is the most hilarious looking thing I've ever seen. It's like as if they took the Wii U gamepad and blew it up a bit more and combined it with a Fisher-Price toy and then <laughs> sold it as the Switch. Yeah, this it looks ridiculous. It is basically a Famicom button, the aesthetic of a Switch, but... I'm just impressed that they went to the effort of giving you the removable removable Joy-Cons docking into a TV. Uh, And all of its awfulness, it does a lot. Yeah, it's 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 one of these kind of weird, uh, you know, contraptions that basically plays random games, and and you know, obviously they've got the Famicom games, which is cool. But it's honestly, Alistair, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. It it is bizarre, but I quite. It makes me happy that this exists in the world. It really does. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how how legal the 800 Famicom games are. I mean, highly not, illegal. Yeah, highly illegal. I'm not sure. Yeah, not sure on that. Uh, next up, what are you going to say? It went Anton? so well for Soldier Boy. It went so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole podcast in itself. Next up, Taiwan retailer Momo have started selling bundles with the Nintendo Switch consoles and smart toilet seats. The Switch bundle is called Sit Well Full Length and the Switch Lite bundle is named Loneliness Eliminator. Oh, what is going on in the world, Anton? Uh, we, we truly live in the future in there. Uh, I don't know. If you've not got a Loneliness Eliminator, what are you doing with your life? Oh, that is horrendous. Um, and Alistair, anything to add to that? No, no, I do not have anything further to add to that. <laughs> no, okay, right, let's move on. Bandai, Bandai Namco general manager um, Katsuhiro Harada reiterates that Bayonetta 3 development is going well. We're all happy with that, right? Indeed, people are worried, so it's good to get that reaffirming that is not Metroid Prime 4. Good, excellent, because it has been a little while. French Consumers Association Awards, the Switch, the most fra- the, fra- the most fragile product of the year. I've got a I've got a slight issue with that, Alistair, because I think I think as much as I understand where that comes from, my Switch has kind of survived a lot. I've been to halfway across the world. I've been on flights. I've been on trains. I've dropped it a couple of times. Oh, it's a terrible, scary experience. But so far, it's been all right. I've largely had the same experience as you. Mine's been dropped a couple of times. Not any great height. More no. sort of just onto the couch and things like that. Uh, I, I, they might be referring to the Joy-Con drift, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is 100% Joy-Con drift. And the aftermath of this award going out, Nintendo has started offering free Joy-Con repair in France. So, no, yeah. I, I think it's a lot of people who don't own Switches hearing about how they're their grandson Switch has had a little bit of problem with the Joy-Con. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, hey, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll happily take that award because there'll be many more awards coming to the Switch in the in the near future, I am sure. Next up, according to iSpot.tv, Nintendo spent $48 million of TV adverts compared to $100 million 
each, excuse me, I've got hiccups, from PlayStation and Xbox. Um, that's about right, I would think, Alistair. I don't expect Nintendo to spend as much because it's Nintendo. <laughs> well, I guess it sort of depends because without a bit of context, that doesn't necessarily mean much. If, no. if that's in the space of a year, which is what I presume it's in the space of a year, Xbox and PlayStation, they probably spent more to advertise it, but the console's at the end of its life, so they're pushing really hard. Nintendo is in the middle and... It's got some big things it could announce, so it doesn't necessarily yeah. need to spend the money because it's had a whole lot of free publicity on things like the Switch Lite, which the media will just eat up without their having to pay a penny for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I remember hearing something where it was like Netflix, because they've got everybody who would buy Netflix, has to spend, I believe it's about £263 in advertising per new customer. And I think it's just like that with the, the Xbox One and the PS4 who are you going to sell these consoles to who doesn't already own one? Who's deciding now that, actually, you know what, I think I'll pick up one of those uh, console things. They seem to be yeah. doing well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an odd situation we're in, but we are getting to that stage and we'll see more advertising from uh, PlayStation and Xbox very, very soon. I am absolutely sure of that because we're soon to be entering a new generation. Next up then, Platinum Games' uh, Hideki Kamiya has called the Switch UI Nintendo Switch's home menu is a piece of crap. <laughs> All of the, and I can't say that word because we want to keep our uh, friendly, uh, all of the rubbish gigantic game icons are lined up in a row, but the rest of the games are tossed into a trash can called All Games. I wonder, have they, the people that made the menu, ever played the Nintendo fanboys Switch? Um, I, I think this is massively unfair, to be perfectly honest, Alistair, because I think, the apart from the fact I would love folders um, and I would like a couple of other things on there, generally, and themes and things like that, I think the homepage, the home menu, it's a damn sight better than the Xbox one, put it that way. It works for me. It's simple. I can find what I want. But, I mean, you guys, both you and Anton, have complained in the past about not having folders and wanting a different UI structure. So I get where he's coming from. It just doesn't bother me in the slightest. No, I I, mm. I, th I think there's a difference between wanting new stuff and absolutely <laughs> slaughtering what's there, Anton. Yeah, I, I love this guy. Like, he, he must be friends with people at Nintendo. He's the head of Platinum Games, which have done a lot with Nintendo. I, I think he's voicing the concerns of a lot of people. Uh, but I think this is more just, uh, I, I just, why, why isn't it, they done anything? Um, it, yeah. It's kind of remarkable. We get a whole new iOS, the kind of, how much change the Xbox has been over with the UI. We've been through like four different redesigns of the Xbox One UI. And then there's just basic stuff on the Switch that's missing. In terms of the main usability of the, the row of icons, you know, that's the same on PlayStation. They have a singular row of icons for their applications and a, I don't really see it as a big problem in terms of what's there. It's just more so what's missing. Yeah, yeah. I think there are a few things missing, but I think what's there is, is okay. Next up, Nintendo has shown a new trailer for Animal Crossing New Horizons, showcasing the official box art, which looks lovely. I've got to say a bit of hype there, Anton. Oh, definitely. Everybody I know has been going absolutely mental for it. There's tons of little things that if you're an Animal Crossing fan, means a lot, like the little wee new path building, uh, new eyes and new outfits and all that kind of stuff. Uh, for the average person, I think uh, the box art's pretty. Uh, <laughs> but super excited for this one. I've never gave an Animal Crossing a proper go, but uh, with how many people I know are jumping into this one, excited to give it a go. And I'm assuming you don't have any major... Uh, anything major to add to that, Alistair? <laughs> no, Animal Crossing is something I just struggle to get interested in. I, just simply because I've never played one. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's fair. Okay, next up, Tom Happ, who's the creator of Axiom Verge 2, says if the sequel does well, there will likely be more games. That's saying that if it's successful, we'll make more of them. So we all agree with that. Next <laughs> that's up, some good business. Absolutely, it makes sense. Next up, NPD's uh, group's Player Pulse survey has found that 40% of Switch owners own a second current console. They suggest that Nintendo's Switch will remain on top in the hardware space, perhaps into 2022, which I think makes sense if you look at where the others are in their cycle we're coming to the end of a cycle for the ps4 and xbox and new ones coming soon so that would make sense we agreed yes i well the reason i think that he's bang on is gamers tend to own an xbox or a playstation so they're splitting that vote whereas exactly like he said there someone has a switch doesn't matter what you already own you will probably own either just a switch or a switch and xbox or a switch and a PlayStation. So we get to straddle both those markets, whereas they're fighting against each other. It's great. Nice position to be in. Yeah, definitely. You agree, Anton? Yeah, enough, nothing much to add. Uh, I'm, I'm curious whether or not his uh, predictions of the 2022 consider the Switch Pro or a, a release like that, or if that will even bolster the lifespan of the console. But I think we'll have a, a good couple of years before we have to worry about not getting next-generation multi-plats. Uh, I think we're, we're golden for at least two more years of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, next up then, we've got, uh, yet being originally planned for early 2018 release, Anna Perna Interactive have announced Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. It's coming to Switch at the end of the month, 28th of January. It's a five-episode point-and-click game about a truck driver making a delivery and bumping into people along the way. Um, I wasn't interested in it until about one second ago and now I'm like oh this looks alright Anton <laughs> yeah it looks gorgeous uh, they've been essentially the reason the Switch port has been behind so long is they wanted to finish the final chapter of the game so we will be getting the full experience mm-hmm. um, and they've put a good couple years like since 2018 they've been putting in time into this uh, final chapter so I imagine for a lot of people there must be a lot of hype behind this title yeah, I guess if you played a title all the way through, you've been waiting for a final chapter. Um, that's, you know, that's a big deal. And it's obviously on Steam. Whereas with you, Alistair, I'm guessing, um, you know, having never played any of it, it means very little to you. But is it one? I mean, I have to say it does look pretty gorgeous. Yeah, the art style is really, really interesting. I'm just a bit disappointed that I'm going to drive a Trans Am in front of a big truck with Snowman behind me. <laughs> Which, yeah. and mostly, I don't know how many people actually get that reference, but... <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Oh, so. man. Smoking the Bandit. Go and watch an amazing 70s movie. Oh, okay. I know the movie, but I, have, I don't think I've ever actually watched it. So there we are. Oh, well. Uh, yes. Well, thank you for the reference. I'm sure many people will be going, yep, got that. <laughs> <laughs> not not me or Anton, though. Uh, next up, Super Mario Maker 2 has upped its upload limit to 100 courses. A uh, little bit of good news there if you're a Mario Maker 2 player. Uh, that's exciting. This was a big news story as well. The Chinese Nintendo Switch uh, region, they've region locked their games and consoles, which is really interesting because obviously every other region in the world with this Nintendo Switch is region free. But what that means is don't go importing any Chinese games because it's going to be region locked, Anton. No, it's uh, it's a real shame because you know it's against Nintendo's ethics, but at the the same time, uh, I guess that's uh, the pros and cons of releasing a console in China, and it's uh, a real shame to see such censorship. Yeah, it's very different. Alistair, any thoughts on that? I mean, I guess we're not going to be buying that many imports anyway, but I guess it's a shame that it rules out one region. Uh, it does, but given the fact it's the Chinese market, I can't say I'm overly surprised by that. I can no. see why they don't have anything locked down. If nothing else, they will want to stop imports coming in from the rest of the world to China. 
Yeah, absolutely, because I think that's probably the bigger fear for them. Next up, Alienware reveals UFO conce- concept. It's a switch. Uh, a switch, but for PC games, uh, I'm gonna have to explain a little bit more about yeah. this, Anton, because I'm not 100 sure. Yeah, so Alienware, means. popular gaming subsidiary of Dell, uh, the computer company, it's they have unveiled this. It's uh, basically literally just a switch, but uh, in the form factor, but can play PC games. And honestly, okay. it looks quite good. Um, it does, it's playing AAA PC games, and they've done a lot of little things where I'm like. Why didn't the Switch think of it? It's got a, a brilliant kickstand where essentially the entire back plate of the console goes flat to give it a full width kind of a, what you call it, a kickstand as well as that. Controllers are properly shaped. Uh, it's got much better kind of ventilation on the back of it where they've kind of made it a part of the design. It looks fairly good in all honesty. Yeah, I did actually see this night. You said this is is completely. I didn't realize it was them until you described it. But um, Alistair, do you think this has got some legs? Do you think this could go somewhere? Uh, well, that's a, that's the phrase I was going to use. It looks like it may well have legs. It's um, a really interesting concept. Alienware is a very well known brand, and I can see PC gamers thinking that's what I want. Switch is too. I don't know. Family friendly, perhaps. Um, uh, they've got the library is too limited for me i want to pay a fraction of the price and get a pc game and i'll run on that i can see this actually being well i've seen the words um switch killer around i don't think it's gonna be a switch killer in any way shape or form but i do think it's gonna be successful yeah Uh, i think i think you might be right i think it could be um it could be one that that as you say could have an audience that maybe isn't the switch audience anyway but um you know i think i don't think it will kill the switch but i think it's certainly one to keep an eye on um, um, for sure. Sorry, Anton. As, well, as well as that, is, um, in the current format, it is a prototype, but I have heard murmurings that there's ideas of adding a ki- like a keyboard onto the front of it, almost like a surface. So uh-huh. just have like a, a magnetic strip. So for a lot of people going into, let's say, maybe not like uh, university, but like er- late half of high school, maybe pick one of these up for 500 you've got a laptop and a little wee steam machine which uh with St- steam having like pc and steam having all of your games for the entirety of your life tons yeah, could yeah. be some fun yeah absolutely one to keep an eye on for sure um i uh, have now given up with us trying to have a very quick episode as normal, 45 minutes to one hour, because that's just not going to happen. So we're going to crack. Season premiere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, I kind of realised about 20 minutes ago that there's no way we're fitting this into one hour. So we'll, ca- we'll carry on. We'll come on to the rumours in a minute. But before we do that, Pokemon Direct, what uh, an unusual Direct to kick off the year. Now, we didn't do a special, partly because I think the only one of our team, or well, maybe, I mean, Alistair, I know you've played a bit of Pokemon, but certainly Sword and Shield. I know Emily absolutely loves Pokemon and, and could have talked, um, you know, Emily could have done the show on their own. So I think it was <laughs> one of those where, unfortunately, because Emily wasn't available, we thought, you know, we'll just leave this and we'll talk about it now. But Anton, there was an awful lot of um, of stuff, particularly the DLC stuff. What a big surprise, because it's not been yeah. that long out. Uh, well, we'll start with the DLC. Um, so at the event, they announced the uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion packs. So uh, traditionally with Pokemon games, they can't do like the third edition, like the yellow edition or uh, the Platinums or the Ultra Sun and Moon or Black 2. 
This time around, they've went ahead and they're doing a DLC, which people have some mixed response of it. It's going to be coming out in two parts. Part one, the Isle of Armor, coming out in June 2020. And part two, the Crown Tundra, coming out in fall 2020. They have different versions uh, for each of the different games. Um, what's kind of notable is um, they're adding in a lot of the Pokemon that were missing from the main game. Because as you know, that was a, a very big complaint. Um, outside of the lore stuff, which I, I don't think we're probably the best people for talking about that, uh, they both have massive areas and take place in basically like the wild area in the main game, but spread out. Uh, they added in the second part of the DLC, they're going to be adding a underground co-op mode where you get to fight a bunch of the old legendaries, which uh, will be quite a big deal. Uh, and overall, it's going to cost about £29 for both parts of the DLC combined. <laughs> which is yeah it's a lot of money Speak. i mean it's it, it's a it's a proper full game i guess you know content there's a lot of content in there you can tell um it would you feel alistair hard done by though if you've gone out and bought sword and shield and you know you've waited and waited and waited and you bought it and you felt a little short change by sword and shield we've talked about the issues with it previously whilst it's good in a lot of ways there's some shortcomings would you feel a bit cheated that you've now got this next extra 28.99 dlc cost or are you just excited about it well that's a really good question and i actually honestly don't know the answer the reason i say that is i know a handful of people who have bought the game and they are all ecstatic they all love the game just as it was Mm -hmm. so the fact that this dlc is coming along as a bonus thing is probably not a big problem uh i i can see that if you've not got the game or if you're one of the people out there who is a diehard pokemon fan who is really annoyed at the missing pokemon being stripped out of the pokedex for example then this to come along and say, by the way, you can now have these Pokemon back, but we're going to charge you more money for it, is a bit of a slap in the face. But I think for your average gamer, myself included, I think it's probably just a good thing. Yeah, I think it depends on how much benefit of the doubt you gave Game Freak in the first position. Um, I know people on both sides of it. I, I know people that were just like, as a new bigger Pokemon, they couldn't be expected to add the 700 Pokemon. And then I know people who think no they're they're the same animations as uh sun and moon they've just skimped us out of uh, a game um yeah. and now they're i think it depends on how optimistic it. you are i yeah, hate to yeah. be that kind of person but uh having seen my partner just finish sword and shield they they didn't put a post game in um i know a lot of people say that and it just seems like they it's like oh they just you know they, they removed some pokemon you can't catch them all no it's like you can complete after you finish the main game. You can complete everything else in like a couple hours, and it really seems like they they really left you like deliberately want you wanting more. But mm. <laughs> that's a secondhand experience. Very cynical, but probably quite close to the truth in in all honesty. But yes, it, it depends where you look at it. And look, it's great. We're getting more Pokemon, and that's fantastic for for people that love the the franchise and love the games. But yeah, I mean, there are questions. It's definitely going to be interesting as to see what kind of reaction these get when they are released. And hopefully, hopefully a good one. Let's just hope it's a good one. I think we're all agreed with that. Yeah. Wonderful. Right then. Can I, can I move, can we move on to rumours? Can we move on yeah. to rumours? I don't think I've ever done a rumour rumor section and now we're in 10 minutes into an episode. But uh, it is... New, new bounds. New, absolutely. This is not going to happen every week, by the way, folks. This is definitely a one-off. It is time for rumours. No, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... Now, before we get stuck into the rumours, 
Alistair, just very quickly, um, for those that want to support us on Patreon, what are you getting for your two uh, your two different tiers? You've got the $1 NES tier, which is so 77 $1, Yeah, $1 NES tier. Uh, if you want to subscribe and support us on the $1 NES tier, you will basically get our eternal gratitude. You will also get our gamer tags, so you can add us as friends on your Switch, and you can spy on us if you want. Now, are we doing that on the $1 as well, are we? We're doing that on the $1 too. Okay, yeah. all right. And are we going to... Uh, oh, we will also give you a shout-out as well. Don't forget the shout-out. And the shout-out. A shout-out. Woohoo! And the $3, which is about two sixty seventy, depending on the exchange rate. What do you get for that? So on the SNES tier, uh, you get everything that's on the NES tier, plus a few additional things. So we are producing every week a post-episode podcast called Last Call, which is basically the equivalent of us sitting in the pub talking about some random topic every week. Um, And we'll distribute that one to our patrons every week. Uh, You and Anton are very kindly sitting down every fortnight and producing a podcast which will run through the releases that are coming in those two weeks uh, or at least as many of them as you can potentially fit in Um, we have something else in there what was something else in there guys I've uh, lost already well, yeah, we've got the so gamer tags. What else have you got, Anton? On the free free dollar tier, you'll get our eternal gratitude, the weekly last call podcast, as Al mentioned, uh, our fortnightly new releases podcast uh, roundup, uh, as we've called it. Uh, gamer tags, as mentioned, you'll also get the show notes uh, before podcasts go out. And that was the new shout out. Yeah, absolutely. The show notes, I tell you what, they that's uh, Anton's hard work and effort to put those together. And we really appreciate it because, you know, Why as you can you. hear, there's a lot going on this week, but that's because, you know, we've had a long time off as well. So that's the reason um, it's taken a bit longer to, to get through everything. Just a quick reminder, if you want to find out more about the Patreon, if you want to support us, nsukp.co.uk is our website. And if you go to forward slash support dash us, or you can just follow the links within the, the website, or if you're on the Patreon website as well, if you look up the Nintendo Switch UK podcast nsuk podcast you'll get it there too so well worth checking out if you do want to see what else we have to offer but if you've been listening since season one and you're still listening don't you worry we're going to continue with more of the same so this week's rumors uh starting with a a fairly uh, interesting one monolith monolith soft the team behind breath of the wild wild and xenoblades have been going on a massive hiring spree what could this mean do we does this mean we're getting well i know we're getting breath of the wild too so that that rules that one out but what else could we be getting anton yeah it's uh it could mean various different things um i think the main thing is is they're scaling up production of their titles um they have been at pretty much full capacity for such a small team they're working on the breath uh, xenoblade chronicles re definitive edition they've just wrapped up the expansion for the second game working on breath of the wild 2 even more team who knows what they could do with that it may just be a case of filling out filling up the ranks they're obviously very busy or potentially who who know type whole new titles uh yeah i'll be very interested to see see if if they're going to come up with something totally new because obviously they're two very established um, you know, names and franchises. But I wonder, Alistair, if maybe, you know, we're getting something different. I mean, they've got so much experience now. I just wonder, wouldn't it be good if they were coming up with something specifically from the ground up made for the Switch? Yeah, I mean, they are a great studio. So it would be it would be fascinating to see what they come up with, either as a brand new IP or dredging something out of the past and doing something oh, yeah. new with it. Yeah. That would be, that'd be really cool. But it might simply be that they need more bodies to put together Breath of the Wild too. Yes, yes. I mean, we could be thinking more 
too deeply. GameStop listings uh, that might point to a physical release for, physical release for Hellblade uh, Senua's Sacrifice on the Switch. This is one of the best sort of download only titles at the moment on the Switch. It's incredible. It's runs so well on the Switch. Really good audio experience as well if you play it with headphones. Quite a, a difficult title but but very rewarding if it's if it's your kind of thing. Uh, a physical release would be great. I, I think we both agree that physical would be okay. Would Would you guys both agree with that I should say? Oh, definitely. It, it's one of those games, even when it was on PS4 before it had a physical copy on that console, I was like, nope, this is a, a title you need physically. Obviously, they announced the Switch version, so that one went off uh, my eyeline, but would love to have this one on my shelf. Yeah, I know you don't care so much about the physical aspect, Alistair, but surely it's good for collectors. Well, no, I like the physical aspect simply so I can play it and sell it on. Because <laughs> that yeah. is cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, next up, Bandai Namco General Manager um, uh, Katsuhiro Harada, who we mentioned earlier, has also mentioned that there's plans for a Xeno collection. Uh, there were plans for a Xeno collection, but the project failed uh, in a profitable market analysis. So it looks like that's not going to happen. Uh, what what are, what would we be missing then, Anton? What are we missing? Yeah, it's it's a real shame because uh, a lot of people can mainly look at the most recent Xenoblade games like the Chronicle on the Wii where, where most people got their eyes on it. This caught their eyes on this franchise. However, this has been a, a franchise going back to the PS1 era. Right. Uh, and it's a real shame that a lot of these games for a lot of people are kind of lost the time because yet you can obviously still pick up a PS1 there. 40 to 150 pound titles are uh, very yeah. desirable and it's a shame that we can't really get to play them yeah well we're not going to be getting to play them anytime soon if you uh, listen to Katsuhiro Harada from Bandai Namco next up this is one uh, Alistair that I'm definitely definitely interested in because you know I love a good port <laughs> Saber Interactive are working on new games for Nintendo Switch they've previously the reason I say port is because they've previously ported Halo The Witcher Call of Cthulhu Vampire and Ghostbusters I have to say uh, along with uh, Panic Button the two of those Saber Interactive and Panic Button have done such a good job in porting I mean how on earth they got The Witcher to run like it did on the Switch I'll never know um, but yeah I, I'm hoping uh, let's be honest GTA we want GTA 5 don't we? We really do <laughs> uh, I think uh, second to that I would take a Halo game they've, they've been oh, porting yes. uh, I think they, they, right now they've been working on the PC release of the Halo games for the first time so Microsoft seems to be more comfortable letting their mascot stray over to other consoles and I think with uh, being an esports title you want that on as many consoles as possible. It's like what we were saying with MLB The Show going multi-plat. Um, well, there's just certain titles you want as everywhere as po- as many consoles as possible. Yeah, we're due a, we're due a direct. That I think this month personally, um, yeah. we're definitely due one anyway. And I just wonder if we're going to see some announcements of some titles from the kind of end of the 360 era, era, the sort of Xbox One start start of that that era. I could just see us um, getting a few announcements. One game which I know everybody would love to come onto the Switch, but maybe we'd have to wait for a future Switch, maybe the Pro or something. Uh, Nintendo Switch controller has been found in Red Dead Redemption Two, so. What's the kind of basis of this, Anton? How does this work? Yeah. So you know how when you're you're playing a game and it has like the pop-up and it'll have like the diagram of the controller and it'll be like, yeah. press this button and it'll have it highlighted. I so use it often. Found, yeah. People have found a bunch of those kind of controller icons in Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, there's two trains of thoughts. As one, they're doing a Switch port, which considering by how heavily monetized it is on the GTA, uh, the Red Dead Online site, Seems more possible than it has in previous years. 
or the the kind of more less exciting one but uh we must mention that it's possibly just getting controller support on pc yeah yeah oh don't dash my hopes i uh, mean i love that game so much i do believe on pc if you do use even if you use a, a playstation 4 controller it doesn't have the playstation 4 controller ui i believe it's just the xbox one ui for any controller right so that would be very interesting to see i mean oh, do you, can you imagine the reaction if we were told that Red Dead 2 was <laughs> was coming to the Nintendo Switch. I mean, it would just be pandem- pandemonium. It would be amazing. But I have to say, I do worry at the moment. I would think, I've said this before, but I think if it does come, it's going to be a launch title on the Pro if the Pro is able to run it. That would be my thoughts, Alistair. Well, um, I, I would have said the same thing until The Witcher 3 came along. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, I agree. I just... That has that has really changed the game. That has played, changed the entire um, playing field. They can do that with Witcher Three. Now you might have to scale down Red Dead Two a bit. It's possible, but I think it could run. And the Witcher could Three well be, is still, be a launch title. The Witcher Pro. Three is a taxing game, even on the PS4, and it's not. It's not like a you know the Witcher Three is a really so that if you get the right developers and the right people involved there to to do that conversion, you just never know. Hey, look, we can we can live in hope it's an announcement at the next direct you just never know next up an 18 peggy 18 peggy rating has been found for metro redux which contains metro 2033 and metro last light we mentioned this before uh anton you you mentioned this collection yeah so this is our our second leak of it which i think this is basically official so uh if this is a franchise you're familiar with or interested in giving a go i guess put some money aside because uh when there when there's smoke there's fire and uh We definitely have smoke this time around. Yeah, I think that's going to happen, to be honest. GameStop's internal system have just received 12 new unnamed Nintendo Switch games slash SKU listings, which is what they put in a placeholder when they're waiting for games to be, uh, for us to know what they are, uh, which is a trend which happens before a new Nintendo Direct. We've seen this a few times just before a Direct, Alistair, where you see these games, but no titles named, but we know there's such and such games coming to Switch. The Direct is going to happen this month, isn't it's it? Go- it's going to, it was going to have to. I mean, this is going to be one of these, oh, and by the way, it's out now. That's that's coming. That's so cool. I'm looking forward to Direct because I feel we're very overdue on. We were shortchanged yeah. by not I, getting one at the end of last year. I was going to add as well that um, when we get these Direct specials, we're, they're going to be standard episodes just like last season as well for us on the podcast. So you'll get them as normal. Um, even if you're not a Patreon, you'll still get those Um and if you are Patreon, you won't get charged. No, yeah, you won't get charged either. It's a special, it's an extra. Plus, we'll try and throw in some extra bits if that does happen. But that's what I think, Anton. Do you agree this month? Yeah, I've, I I have a fear we're going to get in between episode 49 and 50. Uh, in between those two. That's my... <laughs> Next week. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I think it's going to catch us off guard and we're going to scramble around. But nonetheless, oh, we'll it's, it's over to you. It'll be fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Popular leaker Emily Rogers says there are two more Wii U ports coming. Ah, uh, my money's on Pikmin and Nintendo Galaxy. No, Nintendo Land. That's what I think. What? That's, you think? That's madness. <laughs> it yeah, uses nin- the gamepad so much. <laughs> Nintendo Land oh. and Pikmin, but they'll do a re- revamped version of Nintendo Land. That's what I think. <laughs> oh, uh, personally, me, I'm all money on Super Mario 3D World because I believe it runs on the same engine as the yeah. Captain Toad, which we've read get. And outside of that, I think because we don't have... Actually, I'm not too sure. I, a part of me wants to say the Wind Waker HD, but I don't Ooh. know if they would port it a third time. It might be a bit much to ask for. What? So what did you say, Alistair, what we were to? Oh, well, I said Mario Galaxy, and then I remembered actually that wasn't the Wii U. That was just the... That was GameCube, wasn't it? Or was uh, it the Wii? Wii, I think. 
We yeah. So actually, I don't know. I was going to go with what you guys said. Yeah. <laughs> Sit on the fence. Love it. Uh, next <laughs> up, games analysis. Doctor Serkan Toto, what a name, uh, believes we'll see three hundred ninety nine dollars Switch Pro in twenty twenty. I think we'll get the Switch Pro in twenty twenty. Alistair, you weren't so sure last time I asked you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised at Horizon 2020. I would like to think it might be 2021, but let's see. Yeah, I'd be happy with yeah. 2021, but I think we'll get it this year, Anton. The, everything makes me say it will be coming out in 2020, except for the fact that the other two consoles are coming out with consoles in 2020. Yeah. Um, if it does come out, I'm suspecting a June release to undercut those two. But, um, yeah. uh, you know... We, we've been hearing these rumours for a while and they've been pretty much on parallel with the same people who are leaking Switch Mini details. Yeah. So, leads yeah. me to believe. I think it's going to happen. Next up, yet uh, releasing physically as part of the Resident Evil triple pack in the US. Resident Evil 5 and 6 have had leaked physical editions on the Australian retail site, so look out for that as well. Uh, also, if you're a fan of Oddworld games, um, it looks like we might be getting more Oddworld games coming to the Switch. Uh, new and Tasty in Munch's Odyssey. Anton, I know you're a big fan of the one that we've got, which is on the Switch uh, already, I yeah. forget the title of it. But. It's, uh, I'm still wound up a little bit about the pricing of these games. But yeah. nonetheless, it would be good to see, especially Munch's Odyssey would be a good one. That was obviously on the same console as uh, Stranger's Wrath. Yeah. Uh, uh, so wound up about the price, though. It's a, it's a <laughs> I know, shame. I know. Well, it's, uh, you know, very good games, but maybe just slightly overpriced at the moment. Uh, popular supply chain leaker DigiTime suggests Nintendo is gearing up for a new Switch model in mid-2020s. We just mentioned that the hardware would have a magnesium alloy and better CPU. We'll probably talk about that in due course. We don't have to sort of dwell on that. Next up, Platinum Game Presidents suggest that we have big announcements, many big announcements uh, in 2020. Again, I, I would agree with that. We've talked about that at length. And they also say that Astral Chain sold above expectations. It's a game I really want to play, but only because of the reaction of people, Alistair, because originally I'd had no real interest in it. But having seen people rave about this game, I, I, and it does look amazing, I must admit, it looks really solid. It's another solid looking title. I've got an interest in it. I just don't know when I'm going to get to it. I'm a bit like you. I'd written it off when I first saw the announcement in one of the directs. I thought, nah, well, I'll just ignore it. But the hype that came out uh, at its release certainly swung me, and I suspect it's obviously swung quite a few people, if uh, it sold above expectation. Yeah. 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 Th this was a game I, I never saw what was interesting about it. I found it interesting where when even when it came out, I was like, I, I don't understand that. I think I generally need to just sit down and play it. Uh, yeah. Which is a shame because it isn't one that's got my attention, but there's clearly something I'm missing here, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, they said as well that if it sells well, it might become a trilogy as well, which would be really great. Next up, Box Art have leaked Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, hashtag FE Encore, that it's getting Joker from Persona 5, which is another slap in the face that we don't have Persona 5, but let's not talk about that too much, Anton. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think we will, though. I still think we'll get Persona 5 this year. I've said that every year since the Switch launched. This year, we're getting Persona 5. Uh, uh -huh. What do you think, Anton? Yes or no? I've just given up my hope. I think uh, yeah. there were so many burns last year that uh, I've put a plaster on it. The wounds have finally healed. I'm not going to... Fair enough. Any knives to you're, not gonna, you're not going to pick at the scab anymore. Next up, Nintendo no. files a new Mario and Luigi trademark. Could we be getting a new game? Now, we had the 3DS title, which uh, didn't sell as well as some of the other ones, I don't think, Anton. But Yeah, the, um, the last game bankrupt the studio that was behind it. Um, obviously, Nintendo 
has seemingly put more and more money behind this franchise, so uh, it would be unlike them to leave it to die. Uh, yeah. But it, it would have to have a very big jump because even on the 3DS, it were, was one of the more primitive titles. Um, s- sorry, just uh, before we shuffle on, we've missed one really big announcement. Oh, And oh. that is the, uh, at the Pokemon Direct, they also announced Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue DX. Uh, that is a whole brand new, uh, it's a remake of the original Mystery Dungeon game, a full-blown RPG where you play as Pokemon characters. Uh, there's a demo out right now and it'll be coming out on March 6th, 2020. Okay, so the demo's actually available now? Indeed. It's a, a full-blown whole new game. It's not doesn't play like one of the normal Pokemon games, uh, just just so we don't forget. <laughs> okay, yeah. Actually, you know, I wasn't even aware because I, I think all the news has been about the DLC from what I've seen, or certainly the majority yeah. of it has been talking about the DLC. So, um, yeah, I'm going to check that out and uh, I'll, I'll start maybe one that you might be interested in looking at. I'll probably go and have a look at it. I've certainly been playing a few Pokemon games in the, over the last year or two, so uh, yeah, I might go and give it a wee, yeah. wee gander. Excellent. Well, uh, look, we've... It allows you to carry forward your save, so if you end up liking it, you can pick up the full game in a couple months even. It's uh, not that far away. Oh, a la Dragon Quest demo. Excellent. Good to <laughs> good to hear. All right, look, we've actually made it to the end of the rumours. I'm absolutely ecstatic at that because uh, it was a big list and uh, we've managed to fire through it. We are... They're definitely the longest episode of all time, but that's okay because it's the start of a new season. So why season the heck premiere. not? Why the heck not? And I'm very excited now, Alistair, because now it's time for our brand new quiz. I have so many questions. Indeed. And you know what the good news is? Uh, this week was going to be a very short quiz anyway. I deliberately kept this short and uh, I had a funny feeling this might run long. So uh, the new quiz format for anybody that didn't hear the uh, special that we did last week, um, I've taken over and I frankly can't keep doing what Mike and Anton were doing because we ran out of games. Effectively, <laughs> well, <laughs> so we we've nicked will. a format from yeah, we've nicked a format from uh, another podcast that we listen to, uh, and I basically read out three video games. Two of them are made up. One of them is real, and uh, Mike and Anton have got to figure out which one is the real video game. Uh, this week it is about as brief as it can possibly get, and again we have a theme. The theme is playing as a child. Okay, and playing before you say child. that. Playing as a child, before you start, um, Alistair, as well, just so that people know, each week we'll alternate who goes first so that this, obviously, you know, that will determine how much detail you go into about the other ones and how much you want to give away to you, the other person that's playing. So you'll decide who goes first, but we'll let you carry on. So playing, what was it again? <laughs> uh, just playing as a child. Playing as so- a child. It was. So last week, Mike, you got to go first. This week, it will be Anton going first. But the, the three games are, there was there a video game of Hide and Seek, What's the time, Mr. Wolf, or pass the parcel? So, hide and seek, I think, might have been on the Atari 2600. What's the time, Mr. Wolf, might have been on the BBC Micro. And pass the parcel might have been on the SNES. Anton, which is the real game? Oh, um... So, it's what, so we're looking for the real game, yeah? You're looking for the real game. There's two made up on there and one real. Oh, uh, I'm going to go for the, the SNES... Mm, the... No, the the BBC Micro game. I'm going to go with that one's the real one. So BBC Micro, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? Okay, yeah. so give, what, what's your reasoning, Anton? That it, it just feels like something they would slap onto the, the front of a kind of Spectrum magazine and then uh, kind of somebody would be like going through the supermarket and be like, oh, this would be good for little Timmy. He's got one of those BBC things in the, the shed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like... 
developer pandering to parents of 12 year old boy okay, <laughs> okay so give it give us the games in the in the in the formats again alistair so for your benefit mike there was on the atari 2600 there was hide and seek on the bbc micro there was what's the time mr wolf and on the snes there was pass the parcel Right. Which one actually existed? Did you? So I don't think it was What's the Time, Mr. Wolf on the Micro. And the reason for that is on the BBC Micro, the one game I remember was Granny's Garden. And in Granny's Garden, there was a wolf. And I think that's a red herring. Otherwise, mm. it was some sort of weird sequel. Uh, the SNES game doesn't ring true. So I'm going to say back in the primitive days of the Atari, I'm going to say Hide and Seek was the, ta- the real game. Right, well, you both agree on the SNES game, Pass the Parcel, and you are right. That is an entirely fabricated game. <laughs> Although I can kind of see somebody doing that. I can yeah. I can imagine some random house out there making it a publishing house. I kind of think you might get more on the Switch. Someone should do that on the Switch. Pass, pass the, the Parcel. Par- pass the online, Switch. Online play, Pass the Parcel. You could do it with a real exist. Switch. Pass the you Switch could. at a party. Mind you, might get yeah. involved and that would be bad. <laughs> yeah, you might lose your Switch. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, so it comes down to uh, hide and seek or what's the time, Mr. Wolf? And the real game was Hide and Seek. Yay! <laughs> on the Atari 2600. And it was awful. Really? I mean, truly awful. It was roundly panned. The actual game was called Sneak and Peek. So that was its real game. Uh-huh. Uh, the real name was Sneak and Peek. And you basically had to uh, just walk out of the room, go and hide somewhere. And then the other player would come back in, sit down on the keyboard and try and find you. And you basically <laughs> spent the time flailing around while your time counted down because you couldn't find anyone the graphics are terrible it was an awful awful game but it existed so there you go <laughs> um just out of interest alistair did you have granny's garden in mind with the bbc micro no but as soon as you said it my mind flashed back and i think i had suddenly played the game i don't think i owned it but as soon as you said that 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 rung true granny's garden was the game that was in our classroom uh when yes I was in that's primary exactly school. where i remember playing yeah, it as yeah, well yeah. it was a bbc <laughs> micro i mean that's that was my only thought, and I think that might have made a subliminal memory of yours because there was a wolf in there for sure. Because there was, you know, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so there we are. Congratulations, so it's one piece so far. I know. For goodness' sake, that's. A, that's a, I mean, I had to get an early lead. I have to build up a couple so, because it's certainly not going to stay that way. But um, yeah, I, I really like this. I think it's cool, and I guess you can kind of change up the format depending on your themes and, and how you want to do it. And as long as you know, we we just sort of between us have a go at it then it's yeah i'm excited to to, to to have another go next week well done alistair i like it thank you thank you we'll try and make it better i'm gonna come up with some more i'm gonna get more weird and wacky as we go on cool the more weird and wacky the better uh right that's it for this week uh just a quick reminder nsuk podcast on twitter uh we're on uh, all the podcast whatever you get your normal podcast from we're there make sure you subscribe and if you're able to leave us a review we are on apple Podcasts. that's where our reviews tend to go just because even if you don't download from there, that they have reviews there, so that's helpful. And it really helps us promote the, the show. Also, uh, we are at nsukp.co.uk. Uh, Anton's on YouTube sometimes. He was streaming the other night. You can go and still see that. At Rogue Legacy, he was playing that. I did yes. tune in for about a minute last night, but I was kind of on my mobile, so I couldn't really stay on for too long. But um, anywhere else I'm missing, Anton? Oh, yeah. Basically, if you head to the website, you'll get the links everywhere. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we've got our email at podcast at nsukp.co.uk ukp.co.uk and uh, iTunes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the way it. you can send us if you're able to give us a review it would be very greatly appreciated we'll give it a little wee read out here on the podcast uh, yeah I think, I think we've done everything I think that's yeah. so long we've just became delirious I know Alistair what about you anything you want to add before we finish up 
No, I think that covers it. Well, let's not ram the uh, whole Patreon down the people's throats. If they want to support us, we would love it. If not, yes. then we still love you. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, thank you so much for sticking with us for a very long first episode of the second season, episode 48 in total. You've been fantastic. I've been Mike. Goodbye. I'm Al. Cheerio. Bye. Au revoir. And that's